Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Disruptive Nutrition's Four Weeks to Wellness Lifestyle Launch. It's finally time to stop searching for solutions to get healthy and lose weight because a lifestyle launch is truly the last advice you'll ever need. You start your journey with a week of pre-challenge education and then dive into four weeks of detoxing your body with clean eating and eliminating foods that don't serve you. This pushes the reset button on your body so it's primed for incredible results. And then throughout the month, you will also learn the simple yet life-changing nutritional concepts that will shift everything you think you know about nutrition. And throughout your whole experience, you'll be supported, coached, and cared for with your own personal coach. Our team of coaches are just like you. They struggled and found this as the only solution that has worked for the long term. And they want to help you succeed too. You'll likely be eating more than you ever did before, balancing the right nutrients at the right frequency to turn your body into a fat-burning machine with boosted metabolism, balanced blood sugar, increased energy, better sleep, reduced inflammation, improved gut health, less anxiety, and clearer skin, all in a solution that results in long-term success. The program isn't always open, so be sure to check out 4w2w.com for more info and when another group is launching. Well, hey there, Diet Disruptors. Carrie here, and we have another episode with a guest. I love when we bring in our guests, and this one is a real special one. Sarah Ball is one of our guest coaches and collaborators with our clients in our membership group. She is a wealth of knowledge. She is a functional nutrition, no, you're a board, board certified functional nutritionist specialist. Is that how I say it? Super close. Functional diagnostic nutritionist <laughs> and functional medicine practitioner. Yeah. yeah. I knew you're a functional medical practitioner, but you're board certified functional health coach. Health yeah. coach. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so many different, um, uh, just so much, so much different, uh, education and knowledge. We love the idea of functional, a functional medical approach. We get to the root cause of our issues versus just the name it, blame it, tame it idea that medication also often brings. I have referred so many different clients to Sarah. We work collaboratively. She guest coaches in our group. And, uh, today we're going to talk about something that Honestly, Sarah, my clients have been asking for, for a really, really long time. And I don't know why it's taken us so long to do this podcast, but we are here. We are going to talk about menopause. And I mean, it's really close to my heart too, because 
I am in menopause. I've been in menopause for about, we think maybe like eight months ish. And Sarah is working with me directly to make sure that we figure out what I need so that I can thrive during this time. So this is good, good timing. Like I'm really wanting to to dig in with you for personal reasons as well. So anyway, Sarah, hi. So I'm so happy to have you here. I am so happy to be back. It is such a joy working with your community and just educating them, empowering them on their bodies and even deeper sense when it comes to hormones and gut health and metabolism. So it is a pleasure to be here. And menopause is a topic that a lot of women need support on. As you know, Carrie, people are really hungry in your community. People are really hungry in my community. And, um, you know, I want to just start it off with this, with like the menopausal symptoms, a lot of women, you know, it's kind of been chalked up in their minds to just really suck. Right. You know, I'm just going to be really blunt where it's just not a fun time. Um, you know, we, we hear from our mothers or we hear from friends or family, like, Oh, brace yourself for menopause. It's not going to be a fun experience. So the change, (laughs) exactly the change. And just because these symptoms might be common, you know, family members and friends and society has experienced them does not mean they're normal. And I'm going to repeat that a few times during this process and really teaching you that it's a way of your body communicating. And when it comes to menopause, I just want to break it down in Greek terms. So meno means month or menses and pause means change of life. So it's a massive transition in a woman's life. You know, we have menstruation, which, you know, happens as a teenager, um, depending what time everybody's a little different. And then we have that big shift of menopause in our lives. And it's really a time actually from like this spiritual sense and more of this like emotional perspective sense, it's a time to tap into your power as a woman, a time for fierce self-expression and time for speaking up a time for wisdom. So I really want to challenge you and ask you, you know, what are the symptoms teaching you? How is your body communicating with you? So I want to start off with that. Um, and we're going to dive into, (laughs) you know, that we're all about mind body connection and how important all of that is. And that's one of the reasons why we work so well together because it's so synergistic with what we teach. Absolutely. You know, we're physical being mental, emotional, and, you know, spiritual energetic beings. So we really can't ignore those other layers. And some of the most common symptoms I personally see in my functional practice, and I specialize in women's gut hormone and metabolic health. And I work with women typically ages 30s all the way into their 70s. And the most common symptoms of my menopausal ladies are fatigue. And I mean like fatigue of just not wanting to get out of bed, not having that energy to go throughout the day. But then also fatigue into the evening, but a lot of these ladies have that second wind at night. So they that wired and tired, can't shut off, hard time going to sleep. And if they do get to sleep, they might have that like waking time between one and four where they're just like, up for an hour, up for two hours, kind of staring at the ceiling. Can I just go back to bed? So it's really common that I see. And then secondly, I know Carrie, um, especially you probably see this a ton is like the weight gain and, and not just, you know, weight gain everywhere, but specifically like the belly and the thighs region. Um, there's this persistent weight gain and weight loss resistance. You just can't get it off no matter what you do, you know, yeah, exercise I mean- and diet. We hear this from women all the time and you and I are working together and I have been eating in the way that we teach for about a decade or so. And even my doctor, and then you said, you know, as much as I am, you know, looking at my numbers and and where things are, it's surprising. I'm not having more of the symptoms um, when it comes to menopause and namely the weight gain. 
I, I, I'm not, right? I definitely have experienced more of the fatigue and you and I are working on that. And I would love to know how many people are waking up at three o'clock in the morning, ready to like, I'm literally peeling clothes off of me. And <laughs> my husband's like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. I am just real hot right now. And I just... <laughs> Uh, today he actually sent me a picture of some, an ad he got on the Facebook. How, how crazy is this of a bed cooling mechanism? He got the ad <laughs> to me. So, um, you know, it's not to say that I'm not having symptoms, but really, uh, it just goes to show when you are really, truly, when we're keeping our blood sugar balance and, and I talk all the time about how we have no time to waste because mm -hmm. the sooner we can start eating in the way that our body loves and craves and wants the better and better things are going to be as we go along and mm. uh it just it's so important and you know like my story is really around uh you know infertility ivf birth control like i've done it all in that way and we think that there's a lot of, of that history in my own body that has contributed mm -hmm. to some of the things going on with me now Absolutely. And that's definitely something I want to bring up in a moment as well Is like a lot of these women in their 20 or teenage years, even twenties and thirties, what they went through and how that's also contributing to this transition into menopause or these menopausal symptoms. Yeah. Um, but just going back to back with some of the symptoms you talked about hot flashes and night sweats. So yeah, peeling off those layers, husband getting those notifications on Facebook. Uh, and you and I just met, right. And then last night, no night sweats. It was wow. like, just talking to you made it better. <laughs> there was a release that happened. You're already moving know. forward. But, but my husband's like, mind. wow, it's working. I'm like, I, I mean, I haven't even... <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to her. It was so funny. Anyway, keep going, Sarah. You got well, I'm excited for you, but it's to come for you. And then also thyroid issues. So thyroid's like the master of our metabolism. And I see a lot of women, um, you know, in their forties, fifties, and sixties having hypothyroidism or even Hashimoto is more of this like autoimmune connection. But going back to what you were saying about like IVF and fertility and birth control. So a lot of these women who are having these menopausal symptoms, what I found, cause, um, in the work I do, it's not just about who you are right now and what you're going through right now, but what we call these antecedents, what you've been through and what yes. you've experienced and, and, and no shame here whatsoever. We're just doing the best with what we have. You know, I was on birth control for seven years. Um, I wish I knew more about it at the time, but you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, but as far as like those earlier this years, this is why Sarah, the comparison being the thief of all joy is uh -huh. so true. Your history, your experience, what you've, you know, been through and it just can't be compared to other people. So we have yeah. to do what we know, you know, is important for every human body and mm -hmm. then go from there and, and give yourself that grace and love. So true. Grace and compassion. I love that. And just knowing that you're unique, your body is so different than your friends or your families. You know, you really need to nourish your own body first. Yeah. And the earlier years, a lot of the um, struggles or, or things that these women have gone through who have more of these menopausal-based symptoms are number one fertility challenges. I see that time and time across the board where either, you know, for years, I know Carrie, for you, um, going through IVF, some of those challenging moments, having, you know, those miscarriages, very, very common. Another thing that I see, um, and I see this all the time when women apply to work with me, is that they've dealt with such painful periods and cramps in their earlier years to 
some actually getting hysterectomies mm. to the point where they actually have to go that way. Um, and it, you know, when I see that, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much that could be done, so much that could be supported before we go under the knife and get these surgeries. Um, even if they're non-invasive, you know, there's there's still surgeries that are disrupting your body. Um, also just going through the merry-go-round of doctors. So they're just like fatigued and having all these thyroid-based symptoms or burnout or stress or just overwhelm, and they just literally can't get answers. Um, some of them have also been on HRT before, so hormone replacement therapy. And while that does work for some people, it does also have its risks. It's more of what we call a band-aid approach. So what I found is that those women, as they kind of get into their 40s, 50s, and 60s, those women who've been through those things are actually having a lot of a hard time going through menopause. And when it comes to menopause, you know, I want to invite you to a new way of thinking when it comes to menopause and when it comes to balancing your hormones and knowing that the symptoms are not the problem, they're the result of the problem. And we really can't work on the problem from the same, I would say, level of consciousness of the problem. So what I mean by that is we can't continue to just hack away at hormones all day if we don't know what's happening under that. You know, of course, hormones are so important, but, and, and I think a lot of women, when they have menopausal issues, like immediately light bulb, they're like hormones, right? And yes, hormones have a huge play in that, but there's also other things that are contributing to those hormone imbalances, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning about myself. Like there's so, it's so much deeper in, in so many ways. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so much deeper and, um, there's always more to the story and any of these symptoms that you're experiencing, I know they're not fun at all, but I want to empower you to know that it's just your body's way of communicating with you and showing you that there's an imbalance internally. So at the end of the day, your skin, your hair, your menstrual cycle, when you're recycling or transitioning into menopause, your energy levels, the regularity of your bowel movements, your moods, your sex drive, your sleep, like all that jazz, you know, your fertility back in the day that's going to be a barometer of how well your inner and outer health is. And the most common mistake I see just going back to what I was just saying is that all these women who are going through this menopause transition or in menopause, only focusing on hormones to balance their hormones. And I just learned there's a lot more to the story. And so many women are just like hitting their heads against the same walls, kind of going in that vicious cycle, what medication or supplement or hormone replacement therapy can I try next? And they're not getting where they want to go. Well, that happened to me mm -hmm. because I I went to my doctor, I was getting recurring UTIs. And that was really where the prompt came from to get the testing because I didn't have any, any other symptoms. Right. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was, I was aware, um, that this was happening and we just did a simple round of blood tests. And, you know, he could see what he could see. And then I was given medication and that's when I connected with you. And I was like, this isn't working. This isn't the way that I, I need to approach this. And thank goodness, because now we're seeing things in so many different layers. Right. Exactly. And I'm so, so glad that even that, that UTI brought to your attention, there's something going on, yeah. something going on under the hood of the body. And we need to figure out what the root cause of that is. And, you know, I think the medical community has really taught women that managing hormone related symptoms and conditions is just as easy as doing blood work and taking the right supplements, taking the right medication, but they're overlooking how connected our body truly is. And I believe that missing information equals missing truth. Yeah. So what I'd love to share with you is my five-step method 
for supporting your hormones, for also <laughs> ditching those menopausal-based symptoms. And before you think like, oh, is that possible, Sarah? Absolutely. I see it time and time again, when we really tap into the real problem, support and address and nourish your body. And when we tap into your innate power and wisdom and connection to this next phase of your life, it's a magical thing. And I'm really big part of my mission is to help women, not only cycling women, but women who are in menopause, help them really just love their female bodies, love, you know, their, their mind and love this next phase of life, because that's honestly where your power is when you transition into menopause is such a powerful time. Yeah. I mean, think um, about the wisdom that we bring to this stage, right. And how much we could be doing to truly leaning into our purpose, which is why know your value is so important to me because so many of us don't think about us in that empowered way. And when we can get a hold of our emotions that are all connected to this, right. Our, our, our sleep, our energy, um, as well as kind of the way our body functions, it will, it will just trigger all these other pieces. And that's what, that's what the point of all of this really is. It's not health for the sake of health. It's health for the sake of really leaning into your purpose. Oh my gosh. I love that. Like health is not a big enough game for us to play. Right. It's always so much deeper than that. I love how you speak into that with your community and your clients. And um, I resonate with that so deeply. And I love how women at this stage too, a lot of them are stepping into different career roles, or maybe they're starting a business yeah. or you know, maybe they're, they're doing something creative that they never thought they would do, or we're speaking up for themselves for the first time or setting boundaries. There's some really powerful things that happen, but at the end of the day, these women need energy for that to happen. Yeah. You know, they need to feel good in their bodies and confident in their bodies. And with all those menopausal symptoms that can really take you down. Right. And, um, you know, this is really empowering you to know that you have all the tools and the power within you. It's just a matter of having the right nourishment and just what you do and, and you know, carry and what you teach. It's just, that is so foundational. So you already have the foundation. It's just making some small tweaks here and there. And that's what um, you're but, so good at. You are so <laughs> practical with some amazing advice. So I cannot wait for people to be able to hear this. So we're, we have five, five steps. All right. Yes, we have five steps. So let's go through them. <laughs> so this is what I call the roots method. And this is the exact process that I've taken women to get really get their energy back and feel like themselves again, that upgraded version of them, um, you know, to kick those menopausal symptoms to the curb, to kick those hormonal shifts and um, really support that shift, actually get ease either with autoimmune disease or blow or food sensitivities. So we really work into the whole person. And the first part of this is the R. And that's restoring energy and metabolism to nourish your body. So your body is made up of trillions and trillions of cells and restoring your cellular energy and balancing minerals is really critical for your hormones to function. So raw materials like from nutrients that you guys are eating and from minerals and from different types of foods, we need certain raw materials for hormones like progesterone and testosterone and test testosterone, I'm sorry, um, estrogen and insulin and cortisol to actually work well in our bodies to have serotonin and, and dopamine or happy hormones and to have our sleepy hormone melatonin really working well. And I want to kind of share a public service announcement here. So with menopausal women, your sex hormones are no longer created in your ovaries. They are actually created and metabolized and regulated in your adrenal glands. So your adrenal glands are those beautiful parts of your body that pump out cortisol, your stress hormone. So we really want our adrenals to work well. But the thing is when we're in menopause, 
if we, if once our um, adrenals are just, a lot of women hear of adrenal fatigue. I actually call it HPA axis dysfunction, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction, more complicated, um, but it's basically where our adrenals and our brain aren't communicating. And when our body doesn't have enough adequate um, estrogen or progesterone, then ovarian hormone production ceases. So menopause, right? But without adrenal backup, and if our ovaries cease to function, hot flashes and vaginal dryness and demineralization of the bones starts to occur. And so restoring the energy, restoring your vital nutrients is crucial to overcome these symptoms like fatigue and weight gain and hot flashes. And if your adrenals are depleted from this chronic stress and from overproduction of the stress hormones, you're most likely to suffer from these different types of symptoms I was talking about. So I want to dive uh, into- Let me just ask you. So because it changes, right? We're, 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 we're overworking our adrenals now really. Right. So now if that's really like overworked, uh, that's part, some of that root cause when it comes to some of those symptoms of that fatigue. And, and, and I know for me, when you and I started talking, I was like, I just work a lot. You know, I have a lot going on with the kids and I kept blaming it on that. But in all reality, you were, you were like, girl, your adrenals are like overworking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. And, and the thing is, even before menopause, most women are in this exhaustion phase. They're in this burnout phase. You know, you're doing everything. You're a lot of you, I know have jobs or you have businesses, you have families, you, you have people you're taking care of. So you're doing a lot. And, and on top of that, if you're dealing with health struggles and, and health issues that adds to that stress burden. So our adrenals are already doing a ton. They're working really hard. Our brain's working really hard to produce estrogen and progesterone. And when you're in menopause and you're making that transition, that's where estrogen and progesterone go down. Okay. And when they go down too low, that's where these symptoms like vaginal dryness and hot flashes and weight gain and insomnia pops up. So what we really want to do is we want to start restoring your adrenal health. We want to start restoring your sex hormones with the right raw materials to function. We just want to nourish and love up your body. So I'd love to share with you guys some different minerals that are pretty much my favorites and my key players when it comes to helping my menopausal ladies. Get um, your notebook <laughs> out. Let's if do you're it. To this while you're driving, then come back and listen again. Notebooks. <laughs> I got my notepad right here. Even though yes. I have like five pages of notes for my call with Sarah yesterday. So okay. <laughs> let's go. All right. Number one is my favorite of all favorites. And as you know, Carrie, I'm not one to just recommend supplements to the general public. But if there was one supplement I could recommend to every single soul, it's magnesium. And magnesium, and, and I'm coming at this from actually a food angle. I want to share with you guys foods that you can implement in what you're already doing with Carrie and her team. So um, magnesium, you can find that in spinach or Swiss chard or pumpkin seeds, almonds, and my favorite, dark chocolate. <laughs> you could even have some almonds or dark chocolate to get some magnesium in. But what I found is although we can eat magnesium through our diet, a lot of us, many of us, especially if we're going through many menopause or um, just this adrenal fatigue, we need more magnesium. So that is a good one to supplement with something in the, like the malate or the glycinate form. Um, yeah, or I'll be clear about that for a second, because I just mm -hmm. want to make sure people know, because there's a, if you go and look for magnesium, you're going to see a whole bunch of different things. What are you yeah. looking for? Yeah. So my favorite types of magnesium for this certain situation. So magnesium malate is actually energizing. So that's helpful if you're dealing with chronic fatigue. 
um, magnesium glycinate is actually soothing and calming. So if you feel really jittery or anxious, that's a great one to add in or a combination of the two is really helpful too. Just no malate. That's not going to make you so energized. You can't go to sleep. Um, but I am not a fan of citrate that just goes, <laughs> moves your bowels too quickly. Um, and as far as supplementation, there's a lot out there, but those are two of my favorite for my menopausal ladies. Um, and you do some of them in lotions. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that's my trick of the trade. I love lotions and oils. And what I recommend is grabbing a, a magnesium lotion or oil. I love ancient minerals. I'm no way affiliated with them. I just love them. Um, I do this every night before bed, put it on your arms, put it on your belly, put it on your legs, wherever you want. You could also put this on any areas of joint pain or muscle soreness that also helps. But um, that's a, a way for you to get transdermal uh, throughout your skin. And it's a great way to absorb it because magnesium, we need actually five times our body weight of magnesium for our body to function. So typically we can't get that in through food. So getting lotions or even magnesium bath salts is a really awesome option. If you want to just indulge in some nice self-care for 20 minutes or so, those are some great ways to get magnesium in. At the end of the day, without magnesium, our cells aren't going to work and it's needed for 80% of your metabolism. So it's a really, really important mineral. It's actually my personal superstar mineral. I love this because I'm not real, real big in like just, uh, recommending supplements. There's, a, you know, we, we talk about our Kayani line where it's like the foundational things and then anything above and beyond, I think you need to be able to talk to your professionals about, but magnesium is one that you have said, there's really not very many people you would ever say not to supplement with. Yeah. 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 I'm very, very careful with that because everybody is so, as you know, and as you're, you're doing the testing, everybody's body is so biochemically different and it would be me doing a disservice to you. If, if I were to just recommend a bunch of general supplements, of course, there's foundational ones like you recommend yeah. pretty much every human being needs. Um, and I would add magnesium to that yeah. list. Um, so some of the other ones that your adrenals particularly need and your thyroid is potassium and sodium. Um, so soda, sodium is utilized for your adrenal glands and some really awesome ways food wise to get that in is through like Redmond's real salt. That's a mineral based salt. And if you haven't tried that before, it's so delicious. Um, a lot of women are afraid of salt. Do not be afraid of this type of Redmond real salt, mineral salt. It's real. it's filled with over 40 different types of minerals. Another way to support you with the sodium levels is Celtic sea salt. Um, so that's a really beautiful, tasty salt as well. And what I, I actually recommend for a lot of my clients is an adrenal cocktail. And there's a few ways you can do this adrenal cocktail. It sounds a cocktail. <laughs> it makes it sound fun, right? Is um, it a clean crafted cocktail? Cause you know, that's it is a like. clean crafted cocktail. Yeah. Can add some, you know, <laughs> add some wine in there. Add my clean crafted wine to that. <laughs> oh, you could, okay, you no, can make ahead. a party out of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as far as like the adrenal cocktails, they incorporate, um, salt, they incorporate. So it's more of like that mineral based salt or that Celtic salt. They incorporate, um, your beautiful orange juice. So whole orange juice made from beautiful, um, fresh oranges. And then also, um, there's so many different variations of the adrenal cocktail. You can go to my Facebook or Instagram page. I have recipes there. Um, but you actually put cream of tartar in, which I know sounds a little weird, but that has potassium. And that is a beautiful cocktail you can make. Another way to just do this where you're like, you know what? I want the easy peasy way. A cup of water in the morning, a glass of water with a pinch of mineral salt 
and bam, there's an adrenal cocktail option too. So that's a great way to give your adrenal glands the electrolytes and minerals that, that, you, that they really need. Potassium, I wanna to go to that for a moment. Some really great ways to get that would be like bananas or coconut water, um, even like citrus veggies, I'm sorry, citrus fruits, different types of veggies like cruciferous veggies, but potassium is actually needed to synthesize your thyroid hormone. So for my thyroid people out there who are dealing with thyroid-based issues, you need T3 for your thyroid to work. So that's the active form. And potassium actually converts T4 to T3. So that really helps you really supports your thyroid. And the next one is whole food vitamin C. So that's going back to that adrenal cocktail. Your adrenals need vitamin C to function as well. So when you're going through a lot of stress or you're going through a lot of physical internal stress, your body needs this. You can get that through citrus or oranges or strawberries, or even cruciferous veggies like cabbage or um, kale or bok choy. You can get all the crazy and try some new stuff or broccoli or cauliflower. I'm so a those big bok choy fan. So let, can I go step, one step back though? You said electrolytes and, and that's real important. I've actually just been working um, with Kayani on electrolytes and, and I learned so much in that process mm -hmm. because I don't want, like it, we can do a lot through food. And I have learned that my, my water is so filtered that I'm not getting any minerals in my water. So water really isn't enough. That's why adding some of those things that you're talking about is so important. And, you know, the electrolyte piece cannot include those sugary electrolyte drinks that you see in the stores. Make sure that is not the option because some of those has a, have as much as 75 grams of sugar in them and they have artificial coloring, all of that kind of stuff. So if you have a clean electrolyte, that's one thing. And that's got the, the sodium and the potassium in, in there and stuff. But also this adrenal cocktail, I think is just such a smart way to be able to be thinking about this. Yeah. Do not go out and buy those sports drinks, please. No. <laughs> please don't. I love that you offer a really amazing, clean alternative to that. So important. So that's also another idea is to do an electrolyte, like through Kayani. Um, and, and getting those electrolytes in your body, because you're right, you know, even with, I filter my water as well. Um, I recommend to my clients, either electrolytes, a really clean source or minerals, putting that in their water too, because we're all so depleted. Um, the soil is just not the same soil it was even 50 years ago. So we need to start taking ownership of the minerals that we're putting in our body. Um, a few other ones I do want to mention is B6 and B6 is a vitamin that's actually needed for progesterone production. And B6, we can find through bee pollen. Please don't eat that if you're allergic to bees. Um, but if you are not, it's a really amazing source. So some local bee pollen, if you can get your hands on that. Grass-fed beef is a great source. Um, if you're open to trying grass-fed liver, that's a source. Avocados and oats, those are all great for that. And when I'm talking about progesterone, progesterone is like our calming, um, hormone that wants all the other hormones to get along. So the more B6 we have, the more calm we are, the more at peace we are. And we all want that, especially you ladies who are going through menopause. You want that calm and peace of mind. Amen. And I know that that's one of the areas that I need to be focusing on too. And that, so all of this is like hitting home for me. <laughs>
And then the last one that I want to um, chat about with food and minerals and, and just like macronutrient support, this is one, Carrie, I know you talk a ton about is healthy fats. So I'm sure not a lot of you know that fats are actually the building blocks for hormones. So um, if we don't have cholesterol, if we don't have fat, our hormones are just not going to work. So really balancing that out, like you talk about with protein, fat, and carbs, so important. Um, but getting those healthy fats, omega-3 sources in your body is going to be medicine. So whether that's through adding coconut oil or that's through having that grass-fed um, steak or, you know, through having some different types of nut butters, whatever feels good for your body, it's a great way to support and fuel your hormones. And salmon, but like wild caught mm. salmon, right? So you get that omegas in there as well. Um, and, and I think that what you're, you're talking about is so important. I mean, I grew up in the low fat era and people get scared of fats. Uh, and the other piece is when you say healthy fats, one of the things that I always talk about is food is not good or bad. Food serves your body or food serves your soul. And we need both. And you and I have both been, been talking about that. We realized in my analysis, how actually intolerant of gluten I really am which, you know, I don't do a lot of gluten, but holy cow, like, like it was, it kind of was, it was amazing. And while I don't feel it as much in my gut and digestion, like I would normally think I feel it in likely my fatigue and some other, it exasperates some of that stuff. And so I don't want people to be thinking like food is, um, off limits, but when we really think about food serving our body, that's what's so important. And when we talk about healthy fats, it is not about healthy versus unhealthy. It's about why not put in your body the, the things that are going to help it thrive, especially during this time in our lives. And so I feel like it's not about what we can't have, right? I think it's about what we get to do and this knowledge that you have that is so powerful for women to be able to say, if I swapped out some of my like cheese necessarily for like avocado, I can get so much of a better kind of input into my body for long-term. Yeah, exactly. Having those raw materials and, and looking at it from this place of abundance, like what I can eat, what I can nourish my body with rather than this place of restriction, what I can't. And I know that's a huge, huge part of what you teach, but I see it all the time. I actually have a ton of women come to me um, just in this functional space who've already been on all the diets, you know, just similar to you guys, even like the AIP or the low FODMAP. And while, yeah, okay, they might have a time and place for certain healing phases, at the end of the day, they're not sustainable. And we really need to know what your body needs. And so we can get your body to a place where it can consume anything that your body can handle anything. And I know that's why we're talking about with gluten, where you can go out or you can go to Europe and have a croissant, or you can go out, you know, in the United States and have something delicious, like a piece of pizza and no problem. Because you know, that think about that. Like if your body is so sensitive to, to something like a one-time you know, dealing with sourdough bread, yeah. then you're not actually really healthy. And when we talk about getting to your optimal health, you'll get to your optimal weight and all of those things. Your body should be able to handle those off-plan meals because it's so healthy. It's like a marriage. You're never going to be perfect in your marriage, but you are consistent enough and have a healthy enough relationship. So if you show up, that's not your best self one day, mm -hmm. you're not getting divorced tomorrow. Yeah. And, and in so many diets that women are on and they do a cheat meal and they gain five pounds. Well, that is because your body is not actually healthy. That is a great indication that the diet is not working for what you really, really want. And so, uh, you know, to me being able to get yourself to this place of optimal health. So then 
you really don't have to think about it so much anymore. That's that freedom that I'm really excited about. That feels so good in the body. You know, when you talk about that and just like that food freedom, I come from a past of disordered eating and totally, you know, the low fat bandwagon for so many years and just that freedom. And I used to have food sensitivities to everything, chicken, sweet potatoes. It was just, it was crazy. Um, but my body wasn't healthy. Sarah, that's a really good point because I have a lot of women that tell me I have food sensitivities to chicken, to eggs, to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then we should just avoid them as opposed, and I'm not saying that you should go add it in, right. But as opposed to realizing that when you get your body healthier, you should be able to handle some of those foods. It is a signal that your body is sending you. Yes, exactly. And I like to say the food's not the enemy. You know, we like to demonize the food. We like to blame the food. Although yes, you're having those sensitivities, food sensitivities are not a root cause. And that is something that I repeat time and time again, because a lot of women, you know, they're taught that it is from either their doctors or even their functional doctors or naturopath doctors, not to put them down at all. But a lot of women come to me where they're like, you know, I've tried every diet or I've been on every food sensitive thing, but really though, we need to take a step further. What's going on in your gut? Women with food sensitivities got a lot of stuff going on with their gut. I know for me too, and I've worked with hundreds of women who've had food sensitivities, there's always something happening in the gut, but then also, you know, what's happening. Are you, are you getting the right raw materials in your body too? The goal is to always get your body resilient enough to where it can handle anything. And, yeah. you know, you can go out and, and enjoy yourself and bounce back fairly quickly. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, your, your whole thing is resilience. That's, yeah. that's what you're working with women. That's literally the name of your company <laughs> It has to do with resilience. Right. And, and I think that that's really important for women to realize in this phase that you don't have to give up on yourself, give up on your body or feel like something's wrong with you or feel like there's no hope. Mm -hmm. There is, we just Mm -hmm. have been looking at this from kind of a perspective of of, um, how do we like tame this? And and Mm -hmm. we keep going down a dieting path for, for any answers or then write to a doctor who the difference between functional medicine and there's, there's a place in mm-hmm. conventional medicine, you work with conventional medical mm-hmm. doctors all the time, but there's a, a, a total focus on root cause in the functional space, in the functional medicine space. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I so deeply resonate with that and it's, it's getting deeper into that root cause. And just because it's common, like I said earlier, doesn't mean it's normal. doesn't mean you have to manage it. doesn't mean that this is just going to be the rest of your life. You're just going to have to deal with this. You don't have to deal with this. Yeah. And so there's we, steps you can take to support it. Let's just go over real quick. Your five, your list. Yeah. Five. So okay. yeah, let's breeze through those. Those were the, that was the first big one. The next one is optimize your gut environment. So that's really supporting yes. your gut microbiome. And I know Carrie, that's something we're doing with you. Um, but rule of thumb, you gotta be pooping. If you're not pooping at least one time a day, we got to work on that. <laughs> and it is usually more than fiber. So, you know, if there's stuff going on under the hood, like parasites or candida or leaky gut, that does need to be addressed. Um, beyond that, really a digestion enzyme, probiotics, those kinds of things, prebiotics are really important. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, you need the good gut bugs with the probiotics and to feed them with the prebiotics. So those are some solid places to begin and to support your body. And then also, um, opening up what I call your drainage pathways and your detox pathways. So a lot of people are like, what's drainage. So detox is when our body just pulls things together, like toxins, chemicals, excess hormones, and pushes them out. Okay. So we poop them out. Um, drainage is opening up that funnel. So everything can release. So 
So the organs that are used in drainage are your skin, your lymphatic system, your liver, your kidneys, your gallbladder, creating bile to push out the toxins and your colon. So we want all of those turned on. We want the drains open, everything releasing, because if it's not, then that causes stagnation and that can cause menopausal based symptoms like fatigue or hot flashes or just not having a fun time weight gain. Um, You'll never release weight if those toxins are there. That's what one of the jobs of your fat is. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is such a huge, that is a huge place I dive into um, with the women who are having trouble with weight. And then when we go to tea, that's where we start focusing more on like the emotional side. So we, we work into like more of this trauma release with energy medicine and mindset tools to reboot your nervous system because stress is actually one of the biggest endocrine disruptors in our society today. And we have to be in this state of rest and digest the parasympathetic state for hormone messengers to be turned on or else your body's just going to be in that fight or flight, that stress state constantly. So that's a big part that we dive into. Um, I know Carrie, you talk about mindset, you talk about releasing stress. That's a huge part. Yeah. And in fact, this is a really good example. Sarah, one of my clients is wearing a a glucose monitor just to see how her blood sugar is being stabilized, right? Ate the same breakfast day in and day out for her first meal, blood sugar stable. One day, boom, blood sugar through the roof. Same exact breakfast. So interesting. Didn't sleep well, had a lot of stress, blood sugar was spiking. Mm -hmm. Perfect example of how if we just look at food, we are missing pieces of the puzzle. And yes. this is why when women say to me, just give me a food plan. And you do, you do the same thing when you work with women. Just tell me what to eat. Not gonna be enough. I don't even do that anymore. I do not. Nobody can go onto my website and just buy a meal plan or buy a course or, you know, just so much more than that. I love that about you and how firm you are in what you teach and believe and, and, and just share with the world, because that's actually doing a disservice. That's contributing to the overwhelm and the analysis paralysis of all the diets. So by you just like being so firm with that, that's actually something I stopped doing too. I just, you know, didn't find any service in that, um, which also takes me to the S which is syncing with nature's rhythms and balancing your hormones through awakening to your power and your body wisdom and that feminine energy within. So a lot of us women, I know a lot of you are just like me where you're go, 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 or maybe you're type A, maybe you're one of those perfectionists like myself, you know, really working through that. We're all a work in progress, but tapping into more of that ease and that flow and that joy and that pleasure in your life and a disrupted circadian rhythm creates and causes hormone imbalances. So that's where I start to talk about like melatonin, your sleepy hormone and cortisol, your stress hormone, your circadian rhythm is basically your sleep wake cycle. So we rise with the sun and we go to sleep with the moon and we want to make sure cortisol is the highest in the morning and it drops throughout the day. So we feel energized in the morning and throughout the day and sustainable, but then at night we're ready to go to bed and we have a really deep restful sleep. So just by sinking to your own rhythms and my, my menopausal ladies, although you're not cycling, I call it your moon cycle. You can actually connect the moon, which is really fun too. So these are all ways that I help women support their menstrual cycle and also support the menopausal phase of their life. So I hope this has really opened your eyes to some areas that maybe you haven't dove into before. And, um, so you know, maybe one area is calling out. How are we syncing that when, cause you've actually kind of just went over this a little bit with me, with my own wake and sleep cycle, but how can we give people some tips on thinking through that? Uh, you know what I mean? To, to make sure that they're 
that they can try and make the most out of the cortisol level in the morning and the melatonin in the evening, because I'm afraid people are, everyone's just going to go take melatonin at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go beyond the supplements. Let's go to the foundations. And I can't tell you how quick what I'm just going to share with you has turned around people's sleep has turned around their energy levels and don't discount this. Don't say this is too simple. I'm going to go back to my melatonin bottle. So try this for a week or two, even three weeks, see how your body shifts. So the first thing I recommend to really work on this circadian rhythm, to work on cortisol is to have a light routine. So upon awakening, so with that beautiful sun, and it depends where you live. If you live in the United States or outside the United States, sometimes it's not so sunny. That's okay. Just get outside anyway. And when the light hits your retinas, it activates um, something in your brain called your RAS and that activates cortisol. So that just helps you shift that cortisol up. That gives you that burst of energy and then it helps sustain the energy throughout the day. It's like the gift that keeps giving. So when you have that, that actually helps your sleep later in the day as well. Another way to do that, because we talk about morning time a lot with my members and why it's so important to spend that 15 minutes in the morning, being intentional and be planned out for you, you know, just get get yourself in order. We can do it outside. You can do it outside and it doesn't like cold and you put a jacket on. I usually recommend 15 to 20 minutes tops. You know, it doesn't have to be long. If you only have five to 10, it still counts. Yeah. Uh, so doing that and another way to do it, let's say if the morning just doesn't work for you, midday sun. So 12 to three, getting out there for maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Another amazing way. This is my favorite way to do it. There's awesome sunsets in South Carolina. And when it's um, later in the day, I go outside and see the sunset because what that does, it triggers to our, our retina, the amber colors, the calm, soothing colors, and that secretes and creates melatonin. So that alone, just going out in the sunset, maybe reading a book or maybe going for a walk after dinner, that's all going to help your melatonin levels. And this alone, this light routine, I call it can shift your circadian rhythm so quickly in even a week. So stay consistent with it. I'm totally doing that. And also going for a walk after you eat also helps with blood sugar stability. So and digestion, (laughs) like smarter, not harder. We don't have to do a million things, but one thing can do a lot if we're really smart about it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. The, the, art of habit stacking. It doesn't have to be hard, you know, just adding these in. And this is why I love this process so much is the foundations. And I know Carrie, you teach the foundations too. They're so important. And this is what I always go to before even supplementing, make sure you have this, these foundations down, you know, creating this as your lifestyle. I love that. Okay. So are we, should we review real quick? Yeah, let's review. Um, So the whole process that I go through to help women with with menopause is the roots method. So R, let's go back there. So that is restoring your energy, restoring your minerals and your nutrients in your body. So basically getting the raw materials that you need for your sex hormones and adrenals and thyroid to function. So just like those foods I shared earlier, O is opening up your drainage pathways and your detox pathways. So everything can flow smoothly through any toxins, any chemicals, any excess hormones. And that's going to help a ton with releasing weight and having more energy and um, our beautiful detox organs, like your liver, that's where, you know, blood sugar, insulin has an effect on that and cortisol and most of your thyroid conversion, 80% of your thyroid conversion happens in the liver. So really working into those beautiful parts of the body. And then the other O is optimizing your gut environment, making sure those microbes are happy, making sure digestion is good, making sure you're eating foods with no problem, no foods 
sensitivities. Your body is tolerating these things and also working into some gut bugs that might be causing some issues inside your body. The, the next one is trauma release through nervous system support and through more like this energy medicine support. So that could be through like meditations or tapping, um, emotional freedom technique, or, you know, just getting outside and enjoying nature and doing something that just helps you, whew, you know, release that stress in your body. It could be a cup of tea or even going to getting a bath or something. And then lastly is syncing your amazing hormones with nature's rhythms. So like I said, that light routine, getting your circadian rhythm on track, getting your cortisol happy, your melatonin happy, and just really nourishing your body from this foundational standpoint. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's so practical and so important. And, and Sarah knows what she's doing. You guys, like she works with so many of our clients. She's worked with hundreds and hundreds of women and uh, following her on Instagram is a really good idea too, because she's the queen of reels. <laughs> if you ever want to like get inspiration for reels, you go there. She teaches in these tiny little reels, like unlike anybody else I follow on Instagram. <laughs> so we will put all of her information out there for you guys to be able to, to connect with her or to follow her. She just has so much value and knowledge. And I love you, Sarah. You're awesome. <laughs> love you too. And I love being on here and supporting and just empowering all, all you women and just guiding you to the next steps of your healing. I'd love to hear from all of you what takeaways you're having and what is something that you are going to do tomorrow to help work yourself through this amazing season of menopause. The first thing I'm going to do is outside in the morning, sun, sunset in the evening. Like that's so easy, free, and it will actually like just fit right into what I'm already doing. So why not just do it outside? Yes, I can't wait to hear how it goes. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Sarah. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you.